0: Hello, uh, welcome to episode 16 of the Dead Idea of Valhalla podcast. Quickly, before I begin, I wanted to say congratulations to my friends uh, Ellen and Noah. They're getting married um, this weekend, so congrats, guys. Uh, I don't know if I've meant, I think I actually haven't mentioned this on the podcast yet, but uh, I have stickers and I have buttons. If you would like a sticker or a button, uh, please email me. It's deadideavahalla at gmail.com. Um, I'd be happy to mail you out some free of charge. If I send you some buttons and everything, if I send you some flyers, maybe you can put some up. Put some stickers up uh, in CD bathrooms. Bath houses, regular house house house, house house, house houses, house, house. outhouses, houses of pancakes, white houses, dog houses, black houses, tenement houses, ale houses, pancake houses, well houses, none of the century houses, Tudor houses, ranch style houses, suburban houses, urban houses, sub houses, subprime houses, apartment houses. Houses, bird houses, multi-family houses, multi-generational houses, wooden houses, brick houses, straw houses, wooden houses, tree houses, forest houses, houses made of walls, houses made of soup, adobes, m- mounds, rustic Tuscan houses, mouse houses, cat furniture, beaver dams, communes communal houses, sorority houses, fraternity houses, animal houses, zoos, places of business and places of play, big old business buildings, bustling metropoli in the heart of downtown houses, cow houses or farms, chicken coops, chick coops, hen coops, rooster coops, winnie coops, New coops. Old, 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 old coops. Bars. Ooh, taverns. Restaurants. People. Taffy poles. Hard carnivals. Pieces. Circuses. State fairs. County fairs. Town fairs. Country fairs. Continent fairs. Earth fairs. Villa fairs. Hamlet fairs. Cell phone towers. Isolated shacks. Radio shacks. Shotgun shacks. Love shacks. Those are all places that I would like you to put stickers to spread the word about the podcast. You know what I fucking hate? I hate cursive. I think back to the time I spent struggling to learn how to print cursive and it makes me want to fucking die. Try this on for size. Cursive? Spent years. It's required. Typing? I took that as an elective because I was a futurist when I was in uh, ninth grade and, and knew that it, the future was coming. Do they still teach kids cursive? Because if so, this is a ridiculous inefficiency. Why spend all this time learning how to write words whose only virtue is that they are hard to understand and pretty? The purpose of writing is communication, and to that end, you know, if you're looking to be understood, write in block letters, caps, you know, the end. We can all agree what they look like, whereas Z looks like a G whose cousins are married. It's like, I understand it's pretty, but it should be an elective. If you want to learn script, learn script. Shouldn't waste time, everyone's time, every kid in America's time, you know, learning something that might only come in handy if their grandparents write them a letter. You know, I fucking hate, I fucking hate riding the bus. You know, I, I understand the greenness of it. It's cheaper for us, so we do it. But it goddamn sucks. There's the obvious things, which is just like always super crowded. There's tons of people on there. Tons of just, you know, crazy people, um, crazy homeless people. You run into assholes from Greenpeace who are just the live-action telemarketers who just, you know, come up to you and try to get you to sign your life away. Uh, But the main thing I hate about the fucking bus are bus drivers who don't understand that there are more than two temperature settings on a thermostat. You either get Witch's Tit, Absolute Zero, Shoots Icicles, or Nuclear Fusion, Surface of Sun, Goddamn Swelteringly Hot. And it's the same stupid fucking mistake that they make in, like a lot of like indoor places, restaurants and shops where they set the heat for when you're first entering the structure. When you enter a bus from the cold, yes, you know, it's nice to get a blast of hot air, but people ride the bus for more than 2 minutes, you know, so just keep it a little bit cooler so you can be comfortable for your fucking ride, you know, and it's not just me. It's like I'm, you know, a big fat guy, of course I'm sweating. You're in close quarters, I smell everybody's goddamn B.O. failure bacteria fraps that just leak out of their armpits and those things it is ridiculous I was gonna try to be you know what I fucking hate I was gonna try to work for a library if you want to work for a library you can with no training whatsoever so I was, I was going to school for this for no training whatsoever you can pick up and put down small objects I had to do a hundred hour internship to do circulation Circulation is picking up and putting down books, um, sometimes pulling books from a list, and sometimes scanning them in. Not only is this not a job I'd want to do, so I gave up trying to do it at that level, um, but the competition for these jobs is ridiculous. Can you imagine any other job or any other company in the history of the world where every couple of years they give 200 people a test? If you score perfectly on that test, several years later, you may get a call for an interview to work a a 20-hour-a-week on-call position. Can you imagine that? Like, what company would survive with that? And people are beating down the doors to do it. And it's like, I like books, love books, I understand the appeal, and so I got into it initially, but it's horseshit. Like, I don't understand why anybody would want to do it. You know I fucking hate? Werewolves. I think werewolves are stupid. Out of all, like, the monsters, they are the least cool. Like, I'm not interested in regular wolves. I don't care about their spirituality, their soulful eyes, their packed behavior. And the idea of somebody who can turn into, you know, that against their will and just, you know, bite and claw things, who gives a shit? We already have regular wolves. Like, there's no difference between a werewolf story and a story about, you know, people just getting owned by regular fucking wolves, you know? Uh, A co-worker uh, a couple jobs ago convinced me to watch the the movie Underworld. Bullshit. This whole thing about how vampires and werewolves had this, like, ancient war... You watch and you think, okay, I'm gonna see people using powers against one another. What happens? They fight each other with guns for the whole fucking movie. It's exactly like the Matrix. That stupid fucking second Matrix movie. You're watching it and they're talking to the Merovingian, and he's like, Hey, you know, every time someone reports an alien or a vampire, it's actually a glitch in the Matrix. So you're watching and you're thinking, kick ass, they're gonna be, you know, vampires and all this stuff, and it's at least gonna be not goddamn boring. What happens? More kung fu, more fucking guns. <laughs> Hi, about four women. Hi, yeah. This is uh, this is Gary Butterfield. And this is Zach Raves. And this is a, a new segment that we're gonna be running for a couple weeks. And uh, kind of the idea is just uh, me and Zach are going to talk about um, our experience with women, with the the, the fairer sex, as That's two two men in a, in a kind of a medium medium place with that, you know, awkward awkward men, uh, <laughs> you know, successful but not too successful.
1: But but yeah. Still sort of failures. <laughs> yes, yes it's still
0: sort of failures. Not complete failures. Well, you have. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I guess, like, if, if it were a thing that you measured that way, then I would have. I'm not a. I, I'm You've married, won. so I've won. You've won. Yeah, I've succeeded yeah. at love. Uh, yes. in the end.
1: You've conquered, and you have the, uh, the, uh, captured booty to, to yes, show I, for
0: it. <laughs> hey, yes.
1: In the form of wifely chattel. Uh,
0: in the form of booty. You? Hey, you. Um, yeah, so, I, I, but, you know, growing up, it was, uh, difficult for for me and, mo- and most of my friends as well but uh zach is the 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 friend who i chose to talk about this because i think that we're in pretty similar places and attitudes on this yeah bitches ain't shit except those and right, that's our I philosophy um and we we're just going to talk about it for, so get ready make way for misogyny for, for this the is next, next yeah. 10 yeah. minutes
1: uh, um, yeah, um deep dark bone zone of misogyny hey, welcome yeah. to
0: the bone zone
1: so. <laughs> that's
0: what we're going to do in the segment now. The bone zone is actually great. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're going to talk about boning, uh, what it's like to bone, girls we've boned, girls we'd like to have boned. Uh, yeah. Ways we've been of boning, boning techniques. Boning techniques, tips to get uh, girls into the bone zone, and then how to get yeah. them out the next morning, if you know what I mean.
1: Uh, yeah, bone zone Yeah, yeah bone zone that.
0: etiquette, if you want to be sophisticated. No
1: etiquette. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Uh, in real life though, we are going to talk about, uh, girls and emotions. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, the opposite of the bone zone. Uh, yeah. It's our, yeah. It's, we're going to talk about what
1: it was like to be chubby and have
0: acne. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the sad zone.
1: Uh, uh I met my first girl at 27 years old. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. And I just got married at 30. And it was the first time I'd ever, that's not true. Um, but yeah, so, and I, so what, uh, what was the first time that you remember uh, being, like, aware of romance or having that idea or girls on your radar uh, in life? Like, how old were you and what was the, the situation?
1: For me, it, it goes back to the very earliest sort of formal socialization in school. But it was odd because I'm mostly a, a shame and fear-based man. Mm-hmm that I think even as like a five or six year old boy in kindergarten, my interest in girls was totally manifest in the fact that I thought I probably should, cause that was normal, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like a total mama's boy, like growing up and my mom worked nights. So I watched a lot of days of days of our lives <laughs> with my mother, which informed exactly what I thought about how uh, the, the, the worlds of love
0: and romance. You work. spend all your time looking for like six year olds in comas. And- <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Maybe if uh, I s- a lot of- sing to her every night while she's in a coma, she'll wake up and realize that she loves me.
1: Unfortunately, her dastardly billionaire brother <laughs> will try to kill me. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, but what it ended up
1: manifesting in was that there was the girl I knew because she was the girl on the block because <laughs> I had a sort of whatever the '80s equivalent of rock, Norman Rockwellian suburban upbringing in you know in the suburbs of Chicago and. For whatever reason, you always know the kids on your block. All the kids were on my block were boys except for, uh, my classmate Becky Strauss. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I remember trying to, uh, very debonairly dip her behind the garage (laughs) and plant just a very romantic kiss on her. But in retrospect, I I will never forget the the look of stunned horror (laughs) on her face. Like the gap mawed raised eyebrows, terror. Mm -hmm. And I also realized that, that in what, what I passed for at Debonair, you know, I was wearing like a fucking Ghostbusters shirt.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> I had glasses that were like three times the size too big for my head and were probably missing a couple of teeth because I was like six years okay. old, you know. So that was my first entree and my first, uh, 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 move the first time I ever tried to deploy a move. And I think it scared me enough that I didn't try again for maybe 11 or 12 years. I, I love
0: how that too. I love the, um, the, the kid logic to that where you you do things like that you come up with with plans for things and there's no end to it like there's no yeah. there's no end result to it like um I remember um and this doesn't have anything to do with girls but I remember when I was living with uh, my grandparents for a while like I moved around a lot when I was young and um I had had this idea um of this like uh, like Johnny Carson talk show esque monologue I wanted to do for everyone that I thought would be super hilarious. And uh, <laughs> the uh, – uh, <laughs> actually, and that reminds me of something else. Oh, hold on one second. So two, two times I did this, this dumb little, like, little kid performance attention star bullshit. Um, but, God, and, kids are fucking kid, horrible kids are that way. Um, <laughs> I hate, I, anybody anybody who doesn't think that they were worse then than they are now is not somebody you want to know. Like I was thinking about that just in general. Like, if anybody, if you meet somebody who thinks they were really cool in high school, you should turn around. You know, like that's, yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's,
1: like, if they think they're on the downhill slope as a grown up yeah, thing. exactly. Like, yeah. I mean,
0: at the very least, like you should know that you're you're better and wiser than you once were. But anyway, so I, I had, I'd come up with this little like Johnny Carsony like idea thing, and I I went to the bathroom and got all hyped up.
1: When you say like it's six years old going to the bathroom to psych you up.
0: You're, you're talking about. People, yes. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just me, like gripping the the sink, just sweating and staring into the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> this is it, little Butterfield. This is it. You're a rock star. You're <laughs> a rock star. <laughs> you're a le- you're a legend. You're gonna blow your grandparents away. This will show them that they need to love you. Um. So so I come out and it was, I said this little thing and I remember the, one of the jokes that, from it was, uh. At the time, there were all these bumper stickers that said, like, I, or I'd seen bumper stickers that were like, you know, how's my driving, and had a phone number. And my joke was, uh, I have a bumper sticker on my car It says, if you don't like my driving, call 1-800-who-cares. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was like uh, you know, I, <laughs> I know and then and, and it's of course like my grandparents just reacted because I did it all quick and they were just watching tv at the time so of course they reacted like what's that honey you know and, <laughs> and uh and there's another time too that is on videotape somewhere um of uh, thanksgiving at a cousin's where i did a fake news report where like the opening joke was uh like of this just in snoopy's finally eaten that little bird that's always flying around his head." <laughs> <laughs> it's Like it's so weird to think about cuz like oh dogs eat birds. um yeah. So what about you? What
1: was your first uh entree into the uh the art of loving as a child? Do you remember when you became interested in that and the first time you, I, you tried to
0: move on? I had a um like when I lived I was born in Aurora and I was in Aurora until I was in um just um like first grade, first or second grade before I moved to uh DeKalb. Um, where I ultimately meet you and spend most of my my years, and um, mm-hmm. I had like a little girlfriend, um, at the time like in like kindergarten or first grade, named Mandy, um, who was like, I remember going over to her house and she she was like a super hillbilly, for Aurora, and Aurora is a pretty urbanized like little area, but like this house was like mattresses on the floor and spittoons, and like I mean it was it was you know. Wow, it was, <laughs> was always really dark, and like the only light was the sun through like yellow sheets. So,
1: and I know, I know what those houses—they kind of smell like a mixture of like like unwashed blankets and like canned manwiches <laughs>
0: and spittoons.
1: Like <laughs> and, spittoons and like ashtray. Yeah, but... and
0: it just everything was that weird sepia yellow light, you know. Yeah. Um and I don't remember anything happening. Like I'm sure that we, sickly
1: tawny pallor. Of...
0: Like I'm sure that like, um, you know, there were like. Cheek kissing and stuff at the time, but it was real similar. Like, or it was like something I thought should happen. Like you, mm-hmm. like, I'd watch like cartoons, and it'd be like Pepe Le Pew and and that uh, that cat.
1: The girl stunk that, or whatever girl or wants that. the
0: dick, or like um, you know, uh, just like anything like that. Like there's always you know there's Minnie Mouse and Mickey Mouse. Like there's that idea is really bred into kids' entertainment and kid media and, and kind of the world, but there was nothing to it. Like nothing. I didn't understand. I had zero understanding. It's something I knew I was supposed to want.
1: Well, and as you said, there's, like, no end game in it when you're a kid, and you don't understand that. When you think about the cultural, like, every fucking kid's cartoon and every everything, there's always a discussion of romance. And, you know, even if it's Bugs Bunny putting on lipstick to Mm -hmm. fool Elmer Fudd, right? But... There's no end game, and they don't explain it. And like, what's implied? Like, you're too young to understand what they're implying. Right. You know, you get you get only pieces of it, but you don't get the whole picture. It's, yeah, it's really it's uh, really like,
0: strange. Like in those specifically, like those when Bugs Bunny would dress up as like a, a girl bunny to seduce something. Like the oh, yeah. idea of seduction, and is, like that's all it took. Yeah, like, seduction's yeah. a really sophisticated idea that you know it would be like he's trying to get this person to think that Bugs Bunny wants to have sex with him. You know, yeah, like, but there's no understanding of that. It's just kind of. Like,
1: well, and I love specifically when it does it to Elmer Fudd is the conceit is like, <laughs> funny or not, I'm going to fuck up. <laughs> oh, <that
0: thing. laughs> like, it's, right, it's a human, a human being. And and then, you know, yeah, it's it's definitely.
1: Yeah. I about the B.C. levels is
0: yeah. The, the, the more I think about it, that's a really fucked up, like, series of little running jokes.
1: Gy- uh, the other thing about it, let's just get, let's just throw it out there, too, is that Disney is really against miscegenation.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. The animals are only interested in other animals exactly the same, right? Yeah. Like it's a fairly egalitarian society in that they all speak not all of them wear pants. Mm-hmm. Uh Donald Duck doesn't wear pants, but you know, they're all fairly humanized, but like yeah. Donald can only be interested in what, Daisy. what's the Minnie Mouse? Daisy, thank you. And and Mickey and Minnie. Yep. Uh I mean at least the Muppets. Power to the Muppets for being more egalitarian. Yeah, I guess but, I guess the I fucking frogs and whatever the hell scooter is and
0: (laughs) that was that was the first idea that i had that um that you know that was the first exposure i saw to interracial uh was definitely uh kermit the frog and miss piggy and that was that's that's another good example because i was a huge muppet babies fan and and a fan and like that was definitely like miss piggy was being overtly sexual about kermit the frog in a lot of ways and you know it's just such a weird like thing it's not so much like why is it so natural to do that for
1: kids? Yeah. Um, you Whereas know, I don't get the impulse, and like the other side note of it is now that I'm a, a fully grown man who has high speed internet at home, mm. I admit I can't help but look at like fucking cartoon porn parodies. <laughs> not in a neurotic sense, but like at the back of my head, it gives me the satisfaction of the questions unanswered. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Mm. Like it always kind of amuses the hell out of me. Like when when for some reason, and I mean it's not like I'm actively searching, so no, no, but I don't. like. I... See, seeing Ned Flanders with a boner kind of yeah. satisfies something, you know, like from the years I watched The Simpsons. They, they, you know. They'll always,
0: um like those, those are always like kind of ads on the side of porn things. They'll have like a little picture Ooh. or a still clip. And to me, the, I always take about that, it's just, it's still funny to me that like, with a lot of porn based on media like that, the conceit is that the writers of the show, uh, think that this is a possibility. Like the writers of the show think, uh, And the writers don't think this. People who make this porn think that they think Ned Flanders actually wants to have sex with with Marge. But they can't actually put it out there. So they put all these hints for the fan writers to kind of pick up on. Like, that happens sometimes in, like, the animated porn. It happens a lot.
1: You're saying that's the conceit of, like, fanfic writers? Is they believe that the clues are out there and they're just taking it to its natural extent? Totally, totally. That the
0: writers think that, like, you know, Kirk and Spock want to fuck. And it just,
1: they, just don't, <laughs> they
0: can't say it because of our stupid cultural mores. So they uh,
1: yeah yeah exactly. But it was always implied <laughs> that Furthest was going to yeah. come all over. Totally. So yeah.
0: so it's up to the brave fanfic writers out there to 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 <laughs> show us what was really happening. You know, and the same thing I've seen that with Simpsons, like with like you know cartoon parody porn. Like I've seen actually written porns where they say that it, it's the case. It's also weird to me that somebody is watching the Simpsons and is just like, man, you know. I want to see that go after the, you know, that go to town on that, you know, missing the point of that show, like, uh, that is not, that is not the Simpsons. That's not the score. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's really touched on something though. Like, cause it's, it, that's definitely how it works. Where there's just kind of, and when we say to what end, like it's not like to what end by which you necessarily means sex or anything. It's just to what end, like the end is an, of itself, you know, but you're not at that age, you're not going to have like a relationship you know like yeah. you know you meet girls because of like lots of reasons and have relationships for lots of reasons none of which apply to anyone like under the age of like i don't think you can have a meaningful relationship until like 16 to 18 maybe even yeah you know, a little bit older than that like even like teenagers even like 16 year old like you don't know what you're doing <laughs> yeah it's you're physically capable of
1: having a child but not emotionally capable of having a relationship right.
0: But it's interesting you talk about this
1: prepubescent thing. Like the ultimate currency in, in sex and romance of little children is like pretty much like getting the girls to chase you on the playground. Yeah. And I remember like the saddest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life was um, when I was in elementary school in Decaliber. There was a a, a a fat kid who was sort of tangential to my core peer group, who pretty much consisted of Brian mm. and Tommy. Uh, <laughs> but this kid named Mike. And he was, I just remember, etched in my brain forever is this image of him trying to get girls to chase him, like, running up to them, (laughs) and then running away, and, like, sadly looking over his shoulder,
0: and no one was following him. It's like a dog who wants to play with you. Like, just, like, runs runs up to you and drops, like, a chew toy, and then, like, runs away and looks back.
1: And then looks at you really disappointedly that you're not biting. Uh, And he has an exact same boat, which I I think has been a metaphor for a lot of my adult (laughs) romantic
0: life. (laughs) To be continued. Dead Idea Bahala, your source for podcasts, music, comedy, rants, Macy Gray, smoothies, hobos, and much, much more. Go to the website. Dead Idea Bahala, come on and join me, won't you join me, join me in Bahala, won't you join me?